You're listening to How To with Katie and Suze, a podcast created for the young Christian who wants to understand faith in real life. These are your hosts, Katie Hathaway and Suzanne Rhodes. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. We are so excited to be speaking on something that Suzanne and I are both pretty passionate about in this stage of life. So um, we're going to be talking about singleness today and how to be content in singleness. Our preface is we want y'all to know we're not perfect at this, nor do we have everything figured out. But we want to have an open and honest conversation that honors the Lord and just discusses the reality of being single in your 20s and, and what that looks like for us right now. So this is a more personal episode but we're really excited to bring y'all along to it. And um, my first question is, Suzanne, how many uh, weddings are you going to this year? <laughs> All right, guys, I I have been super dramatic about it. And so as I say this number, it's kind of underwhelming. But honestly, by the end of 2021, I will have gone to 10 weddings Plus the accompanying wedding showers and the bridal showers and all the things. And two of them are my family members. So then you have to do all the like family festivities as well. So you're probably listening to this and you're like, okay, 10 weddings, whatever. I want you to know on our Google Doc, I said, I'm going to 200 (laughs) weddings. And then as we called each other today, I said, I'm going to 2000 weddings. And so, you know, by the end of the episode, we might be up to like 50 weddings, but in reality, it's 10 weddings. And they're all Christian weddings. Um, So, you know, it's the whole one wedding, they wash the feet, the next wedding, they do the sand you know, it all just runs together. And then at one wedding, they forget the water for washing the feet. And it's a <laughs> and whole fiasco. And somebody forgets the, the grape juice or the wine for the communion. And you just don't know what to do. And yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Katie, what about you? What's, the whole been your, what's been your wedding experience as a guest? Oh, man. As a guest? All good things. Well, obviously, so far. You, you've never been married. So I have not been married you would yet. obviously just be a guest. I have not been married. If I'm going to get married, that's exciting. But um, no, I have not gotten married. Um, and so I've only been a guest. And it's been pretty fun. I've enjoyed the weddings I've gone to. I um, Because I live in North Carolina now, a lot of the weddings that are happening this fall from our friends that got that graduated or got engaged and are getting married now... Um, are in Tennessee or the surrounding mm-hmm. areas. So I shall not be able to attend them, but I'm cheering them Sad. on from afar. But it's kind of nice because then um, it's just a little less hassle and I can send them a gift and congratulations from afar and then not have to go through the awkwardness of, are you dating anyone now? What does this look like for you? Uh, when are you getting married? Is there a boy on the way? Not on the way. <laughs> Is there a boy <laughs> in your life? You know, like... All the questions, the cultural stigmas around singleness that just continuously pop up at family gatherings or at weddings of other people. And it's all the small talk that nobody means harm by, but that's um, consistently in your face sometimes. Right, 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 right. So kind of in that same vein, um, what have been what has been your experience as a single lady and what has been kind of some stigmas surrounding you as a single woman? Yeah, I think the biggest one has been, um, okay, wait, I want to go back a second and say, I love weddings. The weddings I've been to are so much fun. And I 
dance on the dance floor and have the time of my life. Okay, so the cultural stigmas <laughs> that I've experienced. <laughs> um, I think the biggest one is people always say like, oh, well, I met the guy of my dreams as soon as I was content in singleness and wasn't even looking. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, okay, I understand that some of y'all have Hallmark movies as your lives, but, like, let's be real, okay? (laughs) So that's kind of what we want to talk about today is how, like, if you are content in your singleness, that is a beautiful thing. But there are some people, aka me, that I don't know if I will ever be, like, zen with the Lord and my contentment of singleness, you know? Like, I don't know if we'll... I don't think everyone gets to a place where they're just like, ha, oh, this is perfect and I love it. Oh, look, turns the corner, meets the guy of their dreams. You know, like that's, <laughs> right, Hallmark's right, not right. real. So I think that's the biggest stigma and, and lie that I've heard about singleness is as soon as you're content, as soon as you're content, as soon as you're content, he'll, ha- he'll come and, and everything will be happy and normal and great and your life will continue. And there's so many things wrong with that that I don't even know where to start. What's been your biggest um, cultural stigma or lie that that you've dealt with? Some something that I was kind of thinking through when we when we do watch movies, especially rom coms, um, or you know, like you were saying, Hallmark movies, when they portray my favorite genre of movies, <laughs> Hallmark or rom coms, they're the best. Oh, one thousand percent both. Oh, interesting. Both interesting. And. Okay. Okay. <sighs> The best. <laughs> um, when well, when they portray the single women in that group in that movie, it's always kind of with the undertone of there's something kind of wrong with her, or she's the crazy lady, or she has a weird habit or tick, and so it kind of structures this idea in your mind growing up with those movies of if I'm a single woman. In my 20s, when everyone else is getting married, then that means that there's something inherently wrong with me. And so from that were a lot of lies that were born of, you know, you're not pretty enough, you're weird, you're quirky, and there's something wrong with you. And because of that, you aren't in a relationship. And so, you know, very low self-esteem, but also something that I think is important about this episode that we're doing is not to just sit here and go our lives are so hard as a single woman (laughs) you know like we don't want to we don't want to sound like that because that's not helpful and it's pitying ourselves instead of glorifying the lord right and really not true either because i i think we both have come to a point where we enjoy our lives and our lives are fun and full of excitement and joy and friendships and good relationships and um yeah singleness is not a curse i agree with what you're saying Absolutely. And I think this conversation, and we can talk about how much fun we've had as single ladies, it helps us, and when I say us, I mean the church, restructure the way that we've talked about singleness in the past. Because I'm talking about myself right now. I think I got caught in the bubble of when you talk about a lady who is single, it was kind of with this undertone of, that's kind of sad, you know, or she should be married now. And it's really important to restructure the way that you think about either yourself or you think about your single friends. And this glorifies the Lord because we're including a whole group of people that have felt excluded historically. Um, So Katie, I kind of, kind of on this idea of what are some lies that you've told yourself through this, what what are some lies that you have experienced in your own life? And then we'll kind of talk about 
how those ended up not being true. Yeah, I think the biggest one is that I have to like wait my turn and that when I when my turn comes up, all the good guys will be taken. And so I'll have to settle or I'll have to be okay with whatever I get. And I I don't and that that objectifies the entire thing. Like re- relation it objectifies relationships and makes it an idol. It objectifies guys and makes them a thing rather than a person. And neither of those are helpful. So Absolutely. The, yeah. It's just the lie of of having to settle and the the underrooting lie of that. That's not the right way to say that, but the the lie that's underneath that is that God's plan isn't perfect and my plan is better. And if I believe that lie that my plan is better than God's, then I will always be upset because my plan's not good and it won't get me anywhere that's helpful or beneficial or or th- success not successful but um glorifying to the Lord. It will always lead me down trouble and and hurt and sorrow and um I don't want my truth or my plan to be right. I want my plan to be God's plan and God to infiltrate and and change everything about the way I look at relationships and people and um, allow him to make my path straight. And as you were speaking, it it reminded me of the verse, you know, it says every good and perfect gift um, comes from the father. Right. And it, when we think about singleness, Singleness is a gift that is given to us by the Father, and it is a good and perfect gift. And so don't be deceived that there is this tier of good gifts, and the good gifts that they give our married friends are not as good as the good gifts that we receive. Um, and I may have phrased that in a really confusing way. So No, I love that. I think it that's why it's so important in my mind to have relationships with people of all stages of life. So you we need to be around as single women, we need to be around married women who can speak truth of the beauty of marriage but also the s- sorrow of marriage. We need to be around single older adults that can speak to the beauty of being a single older adult and also the sorrow of being a single older adult. We need to be around people that are younger than us. So they're going through everything so that we can see the beauty of it and the sorrow of it. And and that all goes back to, we can't compare just the perfect parts of other people's lives with this hardship of ours. And I think that's why it's so important to talk about the beauty of singleness and how it is a good and perfect gift from God and how also marriage is and dating is and engagement is but all of those also come with their own trials and tribulations that as a Christian community, we have to talk about so that we can all um, be more grateful for what the Lord is giving us. Suze, how are, how do you in your daily life, how, how do you promote contentment in your own life? Do you have practical things that you do or um, things that you say, things that you um, say in your mind or thoughts or, or what does that look like for you to practice contentment? Mm, yeah, that's so good. You know, when I'm when I'm thinking about this question, I there's this there's this temptation in the back of my mind to go, gosh, you're such a hypocrite because there are so many times when you're not content in it, right? But I think I think it's okay to have those thoughts as long as you pinpoint that they're lies, right? Absolutely. And so we talked about the lies a few minutes ago. Um, and so the ones that I mentioned was, you know, there's something inherently wrong with me. And, and the way that, that has manifested is kind of this obsession with beauty or this obsession with wanting to learn how to attract a guy or to turn a guy on, right? And 
it's been super helpful to take captive of my thoughts. And I don't do it perfectly. Please hear me say I don't do it perfectly at all. But it has been very helpful in resisting the urge to go down the thought spiral of you're not beautiful. Therefore, something's wrong with you. Therefore, God has created you with flaw. Therefore, God is flawed and he doesn't Mm. give us good gifts. And you see how it just builds on top of another, on top of another. And if I can pinpoint from the moment that I say I'm not beautiful and stop and go, that's not what the Lord has said. And also, that's not our goal in life to be beautiful because we and ourselves are not beautiful. We're broken humans, right? It is God who makes us beautiful because he's the one who makes our hearts pure. And that's true beauty in and of itself. And so all that to say, you know, I think there is a real practical value in taking captive your thoughts as soon as they pop into your head. Don't wait. Don't linger in it. Because it only gets harder and harder to dig yourself out of once you have reached, you know, past the initial thought. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really well said. I think that goes into so many different areas of our lives of being aware of that for singleness or even for other sin struggles that we have. If we can take our thoughts captive, that really does change the game. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I've been, yeah, I was about to say one thing (laughs) that I've been doing. (laughs) I love this. I talked to someone today. um, Y'all may have heard if you didn't go back and listen, but a few episodes I talked about my trip to the beach that was spontaneous and so unlike me. Um, And I was talking to one of the baristas today and we got into a conversation about um, like why I was at the beach. And um, we started talking about how our culture was so, is so saturated with relationships and with people putting their lives on hold until they're married or until they're dating someone and they have all these big plans for when that happens, then I'll do all of these things. And so my practice has been recently to start doing those things now. So to start adventuring, even if I'm adventuring alone or to start traveling, even if I'm traveling alone or to start budgeting, even if no one else is seeing that I'm budgeting, which guys, I have to get better at budgeting, Um, but to start doing some (laughs) of those, like, gosh, if I knew I would, but, um, start doing things that I want to learn in the future and have always said like, Oh, I'll do that. Once I get married, I'm not guaranteed that, nor is that a healthy outlook on marriage itself. So if I want to prepare myself best for the future, for whatever the Lord has planned for me, I want to start doing those things now. And I want to start budgeting and I want to start cooking and I want to start adventuring on my own and learning more about the Lord in my everyday life, through my everyday actions, than waiting for whatever the future holds and being discontent in now. So for me, I'm, I'm working through a list of things that I have said, even nonchalantly, oh, I'll wait, even just for the future, not necessarily for a boyfriend or for a husband, but just for the future. I've started doing those things now just to, to honor the Lord in the everyday. I think I, what I love what you said just there is the Lord doesn't promise us marriage. You know, that's not one of his promises. And this is not a podcast that's, you know, we're saying, uh, you know, that this is such a struggle, like we like we mentioned before, but I think there's something really freeing in saying, if the Lord calls me to marriage. And 
what what I really what we both really want to walk away from this podcast, this episode is that it's just the slightest changes that really make the biggest impacts, right? And I think that's the real practicality in this conversation of let's change the way that we talk about singleness and let's change the way that we talk about marriage. Yeah. So, you know, don't go to a young 12-year-old and go, well, one day when you're married, you'll get to do blank or when are you getting married? You know, and using the term, if the Lord calls you to marriage or while you're single and using those phrases really can make a giant impact even as especially as we're talking to younger generations right because then they grow up with that understanding of it's okay to be single like i don't have to be married to be worth it right yeah do, do you have any other phrases that you think are really key in in changing the conversation and outlook of this I totally agree with what you just said, the the changing the when with an if. Um, that shifts a perspective. My friend group back home started doing that a few years ago, and we've all commented on how not only has that permeated our lives, but that's permeated our outside friend group's lives. So um, like my friends in college started saying that, whereas that started with my friends from back home, just because we all realized how necessary it was to start phrasing things differently, to change our mindset on things. Um, for goodness sakes, Paul was single. Jesus was single. Like there are some powerhouse people in the Bible that were single and and didn't have a lesser life because God didn't have them get married. Uh, and so there's just a beauty in saying if I get married, not when I get married. There's a freedom that comes from that in your speech. There's a freedom that comes from that in your heart of realizing that it's not a promise in scripture. It's not a guarantee and nor is it the end all be all perfect gift because every good and perfect gift comes from above. And that may be a long-term season of singleness. That may be marriage. That may be um, whatever that looks like in each of our lives. It's all for God's glory and for our good at the end of the day. Katie, I have loved this conversation. I feel like it's been so freeing on my end, but also it is just so rejuvenating. And I have this sense of joy because I love having these conversations with other single women. And so something that I would also encourage is to keep having these conversations. And I loved what you said before, find people who are in different stages as you, right? So Katie and I, I mean, we're both 22, we're both single. So it's good to have these conversations, but also have friends who are married or who are older, who are who are single and older and, and all these different demographics, because these conversations really can change everything. Absolutely. They bring a lot of healthy um, conversations and healthy perspectives when you're having candid conversations with each people. Well, I will take us into our benediction for today. Suzanne, I've loved this conversation as well. Um, I hope that this opens the door for people to have conversations in their homes and in their friend groups about singleness, about dating and marriage, and um, just the reality that, that every good and perfect gift is from above and that the Lord is not messing up. Our, we are not messed up in whatever season of life we are in, and um, the Lord is honored in everything when we give it all to Him. So um, this week and uh, throughout our lives. May we speak without comparison on our season of life. May we trust the Lord in every situation, even when we may not see more than an inch ahead of us. 
May we know that God's gifts are perfect and trust his gifts in our season. And may we go in grace and peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you very soon.